0: Welcome to So Here's The Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leila Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail and let's get real. Today's guest is Shawnee Teske. She is a destination wedding photographer and a small business coach and mentor. She's passionate about empowering women in business and helping them cultivate intentional lives. And today we're gonna be chatting all about intentional marketing. So before I turn it over to Shawnee. I also wanted to share that she hosts her own podcast or co-hosts a podcast called The Creative Legacy Podcast and you can find that in the show notes as well if you want to kind of start following along with Shane on her podcast. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you Shane if you want to share a little bit of your story, how intentional marketing has impacted your business, why you love teaching on it and kind of we can just dive on into the topic cuz I feel like marketing in general is such a huge topic and I'm I'm excited Excited to share what intentional marketing means to you.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and share with your audience a little bit more about what I know and what I like to do in my business. But yeah, like you said, I am a wedding photographer. I've been in business for eight years. And over the last few years, I've been making the transition into mentoring and coaching because I really want to be able to share the things I've learned and the things I've been successful with. And kind of pass the torch, have it continue into the next generation of photographers and creative business owners. So I really love this. I love being a part of an awesome community where I can share openly and, you know, we can help each other out with whatever we are either struggling with or if we're really good and really passionate about something, we can share our gifts to people that really want to learn from us. So it's really fun. I love doing it. On a personal note, I am a huge cat lady, woo-woo, cat ladies. Yes, represent. I three black cats, yes, three black kitties, and then I just got married. So I got married in May, and we couldn't have asked for a more awesome elopement, and super excited about that, but yeah. Congratulations. So good,
0: thank that's
1: you amazing. so much. It was fabulous. So that's a little bit about me, but you know, like you mentioned, intentional marketing, I think first people are always curious, what does that mean? And to me, it means to really look at where you are putting out your marketing materials. how are you reaching clients? How are you connecting with them? And instead of just putting it out there, you know, throwing things out and hoping something sticks is being very intentional and thoughtful with what you're sharing, really getting to know who your audience is, who you want to connect with, and really finding ways to get your message to that group. It's not about just throwing everything out there, hoping that it works, getting very serious, very dialed in about who you want to reach, what is your message, what are your core values, and starting to share that.
0: I love that. I think that it's really important, especially in our current climate of everything is on social media and we feel like we're all kind of marketing. I feel like a lot of creatives market to each other instead of marketing to their, you know, the actual target audience. And so I'm interested to see kind of like where do you even start when you're thinking through intentional marketing, who your people are, what your core, core values are, like what's a good starting point? Because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs just kind of, I want to, I don't want to say copy, but it, it is kind of just you watch and then you repeat what others are doing because it looks like it's working for them.
1: Oh, totally. That is, I think if you're starting out, that's like the number one thing you go to is you go and say, oh, well she or he is successful. They must be doing something I'm just going to literally, and not in a, they don't mean it in a bad way, but they will literally copy and paste what you are doing and reshare it as their own because they think that's what you have to do. But intentional marketing is all about knowing who your clients are, who your audience is. I think we get caught up in when we look at our feeds and our social media, we see a lot of other people who are doing the same thing because those are the people we're following. Those are the people we're inspired by. Maybe they're our friends. Maybe they're our mentors, whatever it may be. But we have to realize that the average person, our clients and our customers are not seeing that. They're not getting bombarded with images if you're a photographer or if you're trying to sell something as a coach or mentor, they're not following all these photographers and coaches and vendors and things like that. That's very unique to us. I think that's the first step is taking yourself out of that. I am a creative professional and this is what everyone, everyone is seeing all the time online. And realize that your target audience, your market is not seeing that. So you can, by doing that, like allows you to be the voice for the audience that you're serving. Because I think we get caught up in, oh, I have nothing new to share. Oh, this person's already doing that, whatever. But you could touch an audience that doesn't know about those people. They know you and now you're sharing about it. So I think that's the first step, taking your head out of that space and into the, I'm going to be the voice for the audience I want to reach. And then the second part of that is figuring out who your audience is. So that's again, we could, oh my gosh, I could talk about this forever, but I just want to give you a quick thing to start with. First, you have to figure out what your why is with your business, um, and really figure out those core values for it. What matters in your life and your business, what you want, how you want to serve, what you want it to be all about. And then the second part is then figuring out who you want to serve, figuring out your ideal clients, really getting, I keep using the word, but it's the best word to use. Get really intentional, really thinking about the people that you want and knowing that you need to start targeting those people instead of casting a wide net and taking in everyone.
0: I love that. And I'm curious to see when you talk about finding your why and defining your purpose and kind of diving in there. Whenever I have been recently speaking on finding your why and defining your why, it's changed a lot for me over the past, you know, few years. And I'm curious to see whenever you prompt somebody to define their purpose or find their why within their business, what kind of prompts do you use to find thought? Like how can somebody actually sit back? Because I feel like a lot of people, again, see what they're surrounded by and they say, well, that's my why too. I love, if you're a wedding photographer, for example, I love love. And that's my why. And I want to document people's love stories. And while that may be true, I feel like it's a very surface level kind of definition. So what would be a a better way to kind of define your purpose and and to become more intentional? Right.
1: So I think a really great exercise, it's super simple and it was really fun. It was taught to me by Mary Morantz. Love her. Justin and Mary are amazing people. And I talked to Mary and we were talking about defining our why and and being really intentional with that because they are super big advocates for figuring out your why in your business and in your life. She literally sat there and you would say, well, I love love stories. And she'd say, why? And then you say, well, because my, my parents were married, they've been married for 30 years and they really showed me what love was about. Well, why, you know, it's like, you just keep asking yourself why you would do this exercise. I feel like it's really beneficial to do this exercise with a friend. Maybe it's another business owner, or maybe it's just, you know, a friend outside of it. It just someone that keeps telling you over and over again, Why? Making you push past the surface and your why is going to change. I found that my why when I started my business is very different from my why now. And it's because you evolve and you change and you just have to be very clear with yourself and really listening to what you're doing and, and being very in tuned with your business. So when you're creating, doing these exercises and creating what your why is continuing to check in on that, whether it's every quarter, whether it's every year, it allows you to stay on the pulse of what you want and what you're putting out there. If you start drifting away from it, maybe it's because your why is changing, or maybe you haven't looked at your why in a bit. So I think that's a really good place to start really literally having that exercise of saying why, like going down as far as you can until you cannot stop anymore. If you're like, I just love love stories cause I love love. Well, that's, that's not deep enough. There has to be a reason that you got to that point. So, and sometimes it's like your why can literally be for you. It can be I wanted to start a business because I want to provide for my family because family is everything to me. That's totally fine. That is a beautiful why, And you can use that in your marketing and share about how family is really important to you. And now you can document families, whatever it may be. You can just, you have to be honest with self.
0: I'm so glad that you shared that because one of the things that I really try to harp on, not only in my own business, but in my mentoring students' businesses as well, is that there is a difference between being selfish and self-aware. And I think that the truth that you find when you're willing to kind of confront those motivators, your key motivators, could be like my why is I want to build a business and a life that supports me being able to work two days a week. Like right. that's okay. That's-, that's so okay. It does not have to be this big
1: life-changing thing in in when When I'm working with clients in coaching, mentorships, I love to talk about legacy. I love to talk about, you know, creating a life that you can look back on and have no regrets or to go even further that when you're gone, you've left this legacy behind because I think that's really powerful. Uh, We have this one life to live and I want to live it, changing the world, making it a better place, whatever And that's okay if you're like, I just want to have enough money to go on vacation with my family or I want to whatever. That's totally fine. Just being honest. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to put it out that way. You don't have to be like, well, I just want to make extra money. (laughs) It can literally be though. But why do you want to make extra money? Well, because I didn't get to take vacations when I was a child, my parents were working so hard and we I just never saw them. I want to be able to provide that for my kids. Like, get deeper. Not I just want the money or I want the freedom. Well, why do you want the freedom? Why do you want the money? Get dig deeper with it.
0: Yeah, I really love the idea of doing this exercise with somebody and with somebody who's yes. going to challenge you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking about myself and I'm sitting here like, if I asked myself why repeatedly, I would just give up and I would get annoyed. Right? And I <laughs>
1: Have an accountability partner, have that friend that's going to push you or, you know, part again, this is a great exercise to partner up with another creative business owner or friend who may be feeling like, well, I haven't really, I would love to get into this exercise and I haven't really redefined my why in a while or I never have.
0: This is just a really great time to partner up and kind of see what's going on. I need to add that back in because I feel like it's always good to kind of check in with yourself. So I need to add that into my to-do list.
1: <laughs> we do right now. No, just kidding. That would take too much right.
0: oh <laughs> On air, live yes. coaching call. Actually, that would line? be really fun. Let's do that one day. We'll, yes. we'll we'll circle back and have to do that on, on yeah. air. That would be awesome. It's so fun. So let's say that someone defines their why, they're defining their purpose. I know that you had mentioned a little bit earlier about defining your core values. Is that what you what you yes. call them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about your core values? Cause I usually like I think about my motivators a lot, but I think it's a little bit different. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that.
1: Right. So I think your core values for me come down to what your kind of your mission statement is for your business and your manifesto. So what are there things that your business wants to be known for? What are the things, what you want to do best for what you're offering? So I don't want to just be a photographer. I want to be able to, you know, cultivate joy, create community, things like that. So what are your core things that are important to you? Do you want to be a safe space for people to talk and come to Do you want to be able to, maybe you're like a really tough coach and you're like, I'm going to bring accountability to people's lives, whatever it may be. What are like the core things you want to bring into your business that you can put? And that goes through everything then through your marketing, through your branding, really talking about what's really important for you past what you're offering and past what like your physical things that you're doing, whether it's photography or like we just keep mentioning that, but any other business.
0: Do you have kind of like a sample manifesto you could share? Cause that really fascinates me. I don't have one.
1: So So it's something that I'm working on right now, actually, because I had one and now I'm like shifting it to, you know, more like this next level of coaching and, um, coaching and mentorship. So I need to redo that. That's literally on my list, but I, I can kind of tell you a little bit, you mentioned at the beginning, of the episode, you mentioned kind of my mission statement, which is that I'm here to help you cultivate an intentional life and build your most abundant business. So that is kind of like a very condensed, that'll be the end of my manifesto because my goal um, and my core values for anyone that I help and help them get to like the next level or help them whatever it may be in their business, that the biggest thing in my coaching, my mentorship is that about living an intentional life first and then building an abundant business second. So might be a little different. Everyone wants to make money and, and be able to find the freedom in, in their finances and things like that. But my thing is, if you're not intentional with your life and putting things that are important to you first, you know, the money means nothing because maybe you're burnt out. Maybe you've sacrificed things because you wanted to get to that goal or you wanted to get to that money that price point or whatever it may be my goal is always that you're putting the things that are important to you first and you're kind of outlining those core values not just with your business but with your life so that you can go forward and you can be very clear on it when you're making decisions in your business
0: that's beautiful i love that thank um, you yeah i really i really think that it's important to have a mission statement and i really look forward to kind of hearing back on whenever you Yes, your new manifesto. Cause I, I haven't actually thought about kind of delving in. I have a mission statement, but I've never kind of, I've never like really expanded on it to create like a full manifesto for my business. So that's,
1: yeah, and it's, it's so, it's such a powerful thing too, that you can use for your business. Again, that's why it's on my list to revamp and get it to, um, connect with my current business model and what I'm working on right now. But you think about other businesses that have that. I was just in Nashville not too long ago and I cannot remember the name of this barbecue place. It was in Franklin. And they literally had on their wall, their manifesto. And it was like, we believe that, what was it? It was, we believe barbecue isn't a Southern thing or this thing. It's in the meat and it's in the smoke. And it's it's like, just really got you stirred up about barbecue. And I mean, I love barbecue, but you know, you're feeling like, oh, it's in my soul. It's in my bones. Like that sort of manifesto too, can do for your business is a really cool way to get people to dig in deeper past, again, the surface level. I think everything is trying to dig past that. I love love. So I'm going to do this thing. What, what's beneath that? What's beneath, um, what can you dig deeper at and get past the surface? So That is always anything you can start doing to add to that and help your audience, like see your heart and your soul of what you're doing is going to just make it easier for them to trust you. And when they trust you, they buy from you or hire you.
0: (laughs) Yes. I think that is so important. And I really enjoy kind of hearing a non-industry specific example, because even that was like, as you were describing, and I was like, yeah, I do love barbecue.
1: I know it was so, I, I must find the place for you so you can look it up. I'm um, you can, I mean, link it in the show notes of <laughs> this barbecue Somehow. place, but it was just, It was a really great way of like, even meat, (laughs) even smoked meat, you can have a manifesto for that. You can have a reason why you can have a purpose. So I think that's a great example too of people. I've had people say, well, I mean, I just do this. I don't have a why. I I don't have, I just have this thing. Everyone has a why. Everyone has a purpose and everyone can create content, create branding, can create all sorts of things based off of that. It's just taking time to really figure out what that is first.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that people sometimes underestimate how important words can be as well. And so the power be- behind reading or hearing somebody's you know, heart within their business is really important too. So how important would you say it is? Obviously, we're talking we are talking mostly about words right now, but what other aspects kind of go into intentional marketing for you? What would you advise somebody to kind of tackle once they get their words in order, once they get their mission statements in order? What comes next?
1: I think the biggest thing, the next biggest thing for me, because I am in a visual learner and a visual, inspired by visuals, is your imagery. Creating intentional imagery, whether it's photographs of you or what you do, and then Moving that over into your branding and your website, your, you know, whatever your social media pages, I, I think being very clear of what you're sharing and what kind of look you want to put out there is going to be really helpful. And again, you want to be able to do this, being intentional means making things clear and concise so that people do not have to guess what you're doing. They see your message, they see your heart right away and they can just dive right in if they want to or they can say you know oh she's not for me I can move on and that's okay that's the beauty of it we want to digital marketing is about bringing in the people that are right for us and for our business so that we can serve them the best and being able to let people know that who aren't for us they know right away oh she doesn't quite have the look I'm going for or she doesn't quite have the services I want I'm gonna move over here so I think, Your words mean so much, but then you have to take that over into your imagery, into your social media, into your website, and just make it very consistent.
0: Absolutely. I think that being cohesive and consistent is so important. And oftentimes, I think especially as people kind of start out in their businesses or are even starting to up-level in their business, they... I see a lot of like, oh, I need to change my logo or, oh, I need to change my website. And really, I think the missing piece a lot of times is that everything kind of needs to go together. So branding is not just the way that brand designers always say, branding is not a logo. Right. So true. So much more to it. Right. So I really appreciate you sharing kind of the nitty gritty on this is what needs to be put into place so that it's clear what you do because I think clarity is also a huge missing factor in a lot of businesses where people are like, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know why I'm not booking my ideal client or I don't know why I'm not, I'm not getting the clients that I'm trying to get. I'm not attracting the right people. Yes.
1: I have a great piece of advice if people are feeling like that. So it's recently something i just read and went through and I, Love it. It's fabulous. So if you have never read Story Brand or Building a Story Brand, whatever, by Donald Miller, it's fabulous. So he walks you through how every movie, every TV show kind of has the same story. There's a character, something happens, they're, they're in trouble, or this, this thing happens, and then the guide comes in, they help them, and takes them through, and it's either happy ending or it's not so happy ending, but it's literally the same. All the time and if you start watching movies you're gonna be like oh yeah this is exactly the same but what's awesome about this is he says this is exactly the same with your business that your client is the hero of the story and you're the guide so you're trying to take your client on this journey and hopefully you take them to this happy ending and his book breaks it down in an amazing way leads you through like gives you examples and then what's awesome is that you can go to his website And fill out your own uh, story brand for this process, and then when you get really, really clear on that, you can start using that material in your marketing. And he talks a lot about too how he's really big on like making sure you're very clear and concise on your website. If you if you look at your website and you do you can't figure out what this person does within ten seconds, it's not clear and concise enough. You need to be able to you know the imagery and the pretty fonts and all that is great but if people look at your site and they don't know what's going on you've already lost them so that's like a big making sure people know what you do from your site and then the other thing you mentioned which i think is so great and something i think we're really afraid of as creative business owners is selling like do you literally have something on your site that says book now order now you know buy this whatever you need to be able to lead them. They're not going to just, Oh, maybe I should reach out. I don't know. They, you need to be able to take them on the train and then show them what to do. Here I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm all about. Here's my manifesto that we're all creating now. And now if this all fits and is right with you by now, schedule your call, you know, do the thing you need to be creating call to actions that people can reach out and contact you. They're not going to figure it out if you don't have that there.
0: Yeah. I think that adding multiple calls to action is incredibly important Mm -hmm. like throughout your site. I know that I struggled with that a little bit in the beginning because I'm just not a salesy person by nature. Right.
1: And I don't think any of us are. It's super, it feels really icky at the beginning, right? But I always like to think of it as a connection button. Like it's not a please buy this thing from me. It's a, I'm just trying to connect with you and be able to give you something further that is going to take you to places that you wouldn't have gone to unless we met and we connected. So it's a connection button. If you're having a, if you're struggling with that, like, oh, it says buy now, that's weird. If you're just connecting them, you're helping them out.
0: Right, I mean, creating opportunities for people to be able to actually get into t- get in touch with you is is basically what a call to action is. So, less thinking about it as like gross sales and yes, more yes. <laughs> as, as presenting opportunities. I think is really important. I'd love to kind of hear about. I know that you talk a lot about trying to figure out who your hero is or like where your who your client is and where they are and where are they coming from. And so, how do you how do you go about like the very start of who am I marketing to? Like how like how do you go through that in your mind? Yeah, so again, it's
1: going to make it a lot easier once you figure out your why, you figure out your manifesto, you figure out your core values, and then you can start going after the people you actually want to help. So, I mean, you've probably heard it all over the internet, all over the different podcasts about finding your ideal clients, really taking the time and doing the exercises of mapping out who that looks like, and then tailoring all your marketing to that. And then what I did at the beginning was I literally tracked every inquiry, every call, every email I got to, hey, did you see it on a post? Did you see it on a? I would And I would ask them. I wanted to create that data and that research to make sure that it was working, to make sure that the things I was putting out, people were seeing and it was resonating with them. And I think it's always great too if you starting to put things out there you can pull your audience you can do surveys you can do different things I like what what else would you like to see from me what else can I share with you what else what other information can I provide you with I think that's always a great way getting them involved in a way that they feel like you are listening and then you're responding to it you know that's really helpful so really figuring out who they are first doing all those awesome ideal client exercises I'm sure you've seen of sitting down and literally mapping out who they are, what they do, where they shop, where they get their information from, and then start running everything through. If you think you want to post this, or you think you want to share that, would this fit them? Would this attract that person?
0: I think a lot of times that there's a disconnect between who people are marketing to and marketing to themselves. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on that as well, because like, I, I love the idea of sitting down and mapping out like who your ideal client is, where they shop, who they are, what they do, and then looking at who you are, what your core motivators are, what your manifesto is, what your mission statement is. And I'm wondering in your opinion, because I feel like I've heard so many different opinions on this and I'm always really interested in seeing what what people think about it. Is there an overlap or is it strictly just that this is who I want to work with? In what ways can I approach them? Or like how do you view that? Because I think that a lot of times people are nervous about putting out intentional marketing when their ideal client doesn't necessarily match up to who they are.
1: Right. So people, that's a great point that you shared about people usually when they do this exercise, they're like, oh well this person is just like me. And I always think it's, it's past the surface level things. Like I'm a cat person, but most of my couples have dogs. You know, it's again, figuring out, I think the biggest things that work for you and that can overlap with who you are, are the core value things that they value family first. They value, you know, quality time over gifts or whatever it may be. Again, using the example of wedding photography, That my ideal couples, my ideal clients, care more about the marriage than the day. They care, they'd rather skip the money on favor, you know, wedding favors and put the money into, you know, something that's gonna last longer, like video, photos, whatever. You know, it's things like that where it's, that should overlap. Your core values that you possess and what your business is putting out there should match with your ideal clients. I'll have couples that come in that, they're all about the wedding day. They want it to be this big thing and you know, it's all, I'm going to spend all the money on the day and that's cool, but I might not be the photographer for them. you know, um, I think that's where you need to overlap. It doesn't necessarily matter on all the things that the surface level things. Like I said, most of my couples are dog people and I love it. It's fabulous. But the core values I think have to be the same or, you know, for what the, your business is and then what's, The people that are hiring you, that has to fit or else there is a disconnect uh, in your marketing because if you keep getting all those people in and you're like, well, I'm putting out that I love this, but they're telling me the opposite of what they love. Something isn't connecting. Either your message isn't getting out there, you're not sharing it enough or, you know, whatever it may be. So that I think has to be the same or at least what you're putting out there has to, for your core deeper than your the surface values have to be the same.
0: I really love the idea of kind of digging in deep in all aspects of your business and in planning, especially in marketing, because I do think that it is so rare. I do think that a lot of people just kind of stick surface level and especially in a image heavy Marketing world that we have right now with Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest, and everything is so image centered that people, I think, sometimes forget to dig a little bit deeper. So I think that's important. I'd love to hear if you have any kind of quick insight on how to create a plan for your marketing strategy once you've established your core motivators, you've mapped out who your ideal client is. Like what's, what's next? What's the action items that people can take? Right.
1: I love it because, you know, I think a lot of the hard work is really figuring out those steps, figuring out your mission, figuring out your why, figuring out your ideal clients. Then the next can just flow through it. So when you're, you're creating content for your email newsletter, when you're creating content for your social media, when you're, you know, again, this goes past even just like oh, I'm putting this out there. It's when you're speaking with clients, when you're communicating with clients, you it all goes through that filter then of what you want to put out there and what you want to create. So I always like to make sure, one well, the first action thing I have, and I think everyone should do, is if you have a mission statement, if you have your why, I want you to put it somewhere that you can see it in your office. You can write it down. You can make it like a cool art piece. You can literally just put it on your desktop if you need to. But that will help motivate you that whatever you're doing, it can be very tempting to go and do the latest trend or what see this person that you really love and you're going to go after what they're doing now because that looks successful. When you start looking at your why or your mission statement, you can be very intentional in what you're doing. You can go back to it and know that everything goes through that filter first. Everything has to channel through that. And I feel like that's the
0: hard part. I think having action steps is really important. And I think having that first one of creating a filter that you can visibly see and reference back to anytime you have an opportunity or a question about, is this the right way to market? Is it not? And just being able to have that mental check back with what you've already created is it's a really helpful step. As we kind of wrap up, I'd love to hear your if you do have yeah. an unpopular opinion on intentional marketing, marketing in general, your why, any of the things that we've talked about like is there any unpopular opinion that you wish people knew before they start tackling this kind of big overarching topic.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit before about the why where you know it doesn't have to be this life-changing thing you want to go out and make the world a better place it can literally be to serve you and your family or you and your loved ones or it can just serve you and i love that you mentioned it it's not selfish it's self-aware so i think that is a big one where i think business owners are feeling like they have to go out and has to be this thing greater than them and and it doesn't it doesn't have to be we all got into business for different reasons. And one of them could literally be freedom, financial stability, whatever it is, you know, it can be that it doesn't have to be I'm changing the world. If you do, that's great. And that's awesome. But it does not have to be what everyone else is doing. I think that's the biggest one for me that we mentioned. And I just want to share too, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion. But I think the word intentional and intentional marketing is kind of getting a, you know, becoming a buzzword and being this thing that people are sharing, but not really living. So I think if you want to get really intentional with your business, you need to first get intentional with your life and then the business will follow. So you can't practice intentional living, you know, intentional marketing, intentional business practices until you get very intentional with your life and figuring out how to put those things that are important to you, your core values forward, and then not, you know, giving in to either make money or to please someone or whatever. Maybe you need to get really clear um, on what you want out of your life and what you want to put out with your life, because this is it. This is the one life you get. I know it's cliche, but it is my favorite thing for people to remember that this is it. Like go out, have fun, experiment and do things. But you know, remember that this is it and this is the, the only chance you get to kind of share what you have. And I think that's a really cool thing. can get a little intimidating, but um, don't waste it. Have fun. Tell people that you love them. <laughs> all, that kind of, all that kind of cheesy, life is short stuff, but it is so important to me. And with someone um, like myself that has experienced a lot of loss, I think we get caught up in doing all these different Things for our business and whatever that we forget that we need to put people first. We need to love other people closest to us and be able to live that kind of life before we live through business or money or anything like that.
0: Definitely an important takeaway, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. Sorry,
1: that was a very long winded answer, but it's obviously something I'm very passionate about.
0: (laughs) No, no, it's great. It's great. I, I totally agree. And I think that. Something you did touch on there, I would have to agree with. I feel like the word intentional is kind of becoming what the word authentic took mm-hmm. on for creative entrepreneurs, what like a few years ago when everyone was like, be authentic and it almost lost meaning. So yes, I really hope that the word intentional doesn't lose its meaning over time the way that being quote unquote authentic has. But thank you so much for sharing all of your thoughts with us. And I I know that I feel like I have some action items I can take after we hang up, <laughs> looking at, i got to create that manifesto and get it over to you. Thank you so much, Shanae. I really loved having you on.
1: Thank you so much for having me, letting me ramble about my favorite things, intentional marketing and intentional living.
0: Anytime. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.